Welcome back to That's So Fringy podcast. We're so glad that you're back with us. As promised, we're bringing you another fringy morsel. We've got uh, Bethany here in the hot seat tonight, and uh, she's going to have to answer our questions now. I hope you guys enjoyed the last episode of uh, Fringy Morsels. We we have colds still. Uh, You're going to find out what Kristen sounds like here pretty soon, and that's going to be fun. So uh, with that... Is there anything you guys want to add? No, I don't think so. I think we're ready to pepper her with questions. Oh, well. <laughs> pepper wh- away. What did you say? <laughs> well, Bethany, why don't you start um, from the top? Okay. Um, you don't have to give you know more specifics than you want to, but how was your childhood? Um, all of that stuff. Childhood was good. I grew up in a very wonderful home um both two-parent home awesome siblings i am the youngest of four um and the youngest by quite a bit my closest in age is Kristen, Mm -hmm. uh by eight years so i was a surprise not an accident very specific on that one i was a surprise so But um, my growing up was great. I mean, I grew up in church. I don't ever remember a time that Jesus wasn't with me. I went to every Sunday school, Bible study, Awanas, anything and everything there was to do as a child in church, I did. Um, As I grew up, I mean, I was I was a really good kid up until about 17 years old. Do tell. Uh, so, I mean, growing up, we had we had no alcohol in the house ever. Mm-hmm. I never remember my parents ever having a drink, a beer, nothing. So, as I got older and had friends who, you know, did have parents that drank or partied or whatever, it was I became curious. Um, so at 17, I got my first real boyfriend, not from Junction City, um, and he ended up being a terrible human being. So I was with him for two years. He was very abusive, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. Um, I ended up having a child with him at 19 years old and went through kind of a rough patch um, moved away, started college, but stopped college after my first term and just kind of went wayward. Um, Before I had my son, I, for whatever reason, I mean, I know why it was the Lord, but he sent me back home. He told me to go home and make amends. And I swallowed my pride and went home and my family forgave me and loved me through the next few years that were rough recovering and um, a lot of counseling, a lot of just support from, from my family. So Hmm. that was, yeah, that was my, my growing up. Yeah. So if you don't mind expanding on some of your, some of the things that happened to you while you were away from home, like what what did your lifestyle look like there? It was very, very different. Um, 
than what I was used to. There was a lot of alcohol, a lot of drugs, a lot of prostitution, a lot of things that I had no idea that they actually went on. I thought it was just what happened in movies. Um, So uh, just a lot of really bad stuff. I would say that's probably the first time I experienced true evil. Um, Just, yeah, things that, that some of it's really hard to talk about, actually. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it brings up a lot of memories that I think I suppressed for a long time, just, to continue to live, be able to live life. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the um, counseling was was something that, that worked for you or was that hard for you? I know some people, it's easy for them to talk to other people about their problems, but some people are like, counseling is not for me. I don't like opening up to other people. So did you, did you feel like that was hard at first or? Yes. Yeah, it was hard. Um, I, you know, growing up, there wasn't a lot of discussion in our house about really anything. It was, it was a very like superficial, um, everything was perfect in my mind. I mean, it it obviously wasn't perfect. There's no perfect family, but that's how I felt growing up was that everything was perfect. And, and if there's an issue, we don't talk about it. We kind of sweep it under the rug. So counseling was very difficult in the beginning not only talking to somebody that I didn't know but being completely honest with somebody that I didn't know Um, and it took I think it was like four or five sessions before we really got into the the meat and potatoes of how to deal with what it was that I went through so yeah it was it was tough yeah it counseling is is not for everybody so kudos to you really though for opening up to to that opportunity because you know it it is hard and and people you know stray away from it and and push it you know push that counselor away and Mm -hmm. and never really get anything accomplished or they lie Mm -hmm. to the counselor you know and and nothing really gets done it's really in our um you know just giving giving everything away and just saying i surrender you know that's that's what the bible tells us to do is just fully surrender and when you get to that point it's yeah liberating Absolutely. It it did help that she was a Christian. It was a Christian-based counseling uh, center that I went to. So that was definitely helpful um, because my relationship with the Lord growing up was very just by the book. There wasn't a lot of, I mean, I always felt like I knew Jesus. I knew where I was going, but that was, that was it, you know? So she really pushed me to have Jesus in the forefront of my life from that point on. Um, and I really realized at that point that the reason I came home and swallowed my pride and, and went back to square one was because of him, because of Jesus, because, um, actually believe it or not, I was staying with the guy I was with that I had a child with. Um, he went to, to prison and I was staying with his friend, and that night it was like just this pull to go home, go make amends, go see your family. And I did. It was like late at night. I just left. And that same night, that house got raided, and they all ended up going to prison. So wow. it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah. 
That is crazy. So when Jesus knocks, we should answer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you have a child with this man, and um, I'm assuming you still have that child, and that man <laughs> is still around. <clears throat> so what's that like now that, um, you know, where's he at now? How is how's that evolved? Yeah, that's that's been one of the most challenging things continuously in my life. Um, his dad is not involved. He's not around. He's in prison. Um, he's been in and out of prison really since, since I was with him. Um, but he recently got a pretty long sentence, um, for some very inappropriate things. So he's not involved. It, it, it's tough for my son because he is of mixed race. Um, and there's a certain, you know, he wants to know more about that side of being African American. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, you know, his dad is not a great role model for that. So sure. that's been a constant, um, issue I would say that arises. Um, I got married for the first time this last September and, um, my husband has been a really good role model for my, my son. Um, but there's been a lot of pushback from my son because it's not his dad, you know? So that's an ongoing battle that we face. We face daily. Um, and we try and, and keep, Jesus in the forefront of of that as well, um, because I I truly believe if we center our lives around Him, everything falls into place. It it might not be easy, and it might not be in the timeline that I want it to be, but I truly believe that if if we keep Him number one, things will will fall into place. That little man of yours, he's he's pretty all right, I'd say, and he's following the Lord. You know, he's. He goes to youth group and he does all that. So shout out to Alex. <laughs> we love you, bud. Anyway, so your faith now is is pretty strong. I mean, uh, Kristen and I get to see you all the time. How do you think your faith has grown or has it grown since, you know, you came back and you're you're going through these struggles with, you know, your son and, and your ex and all of that? You got married and and things are looking up in that way. But, you know, have you grown in the Lord more or do you feel like um, you're kind of stagnant or where are you at now? I definitely feel like I've grown. My relationship with the Lord has grown a lot Um, since then. I would say there was a time period, you know, after coming home and, and going through the intensive counseling and all of that, um, I was again, kind of stagnant. I had a superficial relationship with the Lord. It, I, I, I was not pursuing him in the way that I should have been, which is something that I've realized over the last couple of years, I would say, um, if I don't pursue him, our relationship doesn't grow. So, you know, getting in the Bible, reading the Bible, writing notes, uh, journaling, that all helps me to to continue to grow my relationship with the Lord. Kristen was um, when we did the um, Nephilim and and like the the characters in the Bible. We we did that one study. Was was that when you saw Bethany's faith really 
go through the roof when we started talking about Nephilim and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the Bible just got interesting for her like it did for me. Probably, I would say, in the last few years, I would I would guess for her, same as me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just kind of got interesting at that point, and you start to realize that it's not just this boring book. Like, there's so much stuff in there that's super cool, and you just have to dig into it. And, you know, like I've said before, we kind of, I think, took Christianity for granted growing up. You know, we didn't really invest the time that we probably should have. And, you know, you kind of go to church because you want your parents to be happy with you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, at some point it switches over in your brain and you start to go, well, I want to go to church for me. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still, we're still going to the same church that we grew up in and I've had my own personal struggles with that church. And being judged, you know, having a child that, first of all, growing up in a church where everybody knows you in a small town, and then having a child at 19, and the talk and the drama that goes along with that, um, you know, I was judged for a lot of years, and it was recently, again, within the last two to three years, that we started going back to that church. A lot of it was because of of you guys, um, Kristen and Rick, kind of pulling us back and saying it's different it's it feels different you know the the whole vibe there is different so just give it a try um so we you know reluctantly came back and I realized I'm not going to church for anybody but myself Hmm. um you know I absolutely adore the pastor that's there same pastor that's been there my entire life and I I love how he preaches and I'm I'm not going for anybody but myself. So it's it's been a, an awesome transformation to see not only my faith grow but my husband's faith as well cuz you know he grew up in church as well and it's it's awesome to see what God does when you pursue him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, you know, when you when you're hurt by the church or by Christians or even by just the message, you know, there's, that's why we do the unteachable moments, right? Mm-hmm. Is because there's so many misconceptions about church, so many misconceptions about, um, the people there and how judgmental they are and all of that different stuff. I mean, we all know that there's a lot of churches out there that are stuck in the past and they're, they're still doing the same thing that they were doing in the seventies, you mm-hmm. know, and you're, mm-hmm. and you're just like, come on guys, we have to, we, we're not of the world, right? But, but we're in it, yeah. you know, and if we're really going to reach out to the people that, that need to know the message of Jesus Christ, then we have to evolve. And th- that's not evolution. That's, that's changing who you are and realizing that the marketplace is different. You know, Jesus was going into the marketplace. He was going and bringing people in. And I think that that's what this church that we're going to is is beginning to do is they're yeah. getting back out into the marketplace and they're saying the community is more important than the people inside these walls. The people right. inside these walls already know Jesus. You know, yeah. we need to go out there and talk to these people and and show them the real Jesus. You know, Absolutely. not the watered down stuff that we get. Yep. Well, thanks for sharing all of that. We'll keep this shorter than most episodes. Yeah, um, no problem. You know, just a morsel. Just a little just morsel. Just a morsel. 
Well, we'll be back with more of these morsels for you. We know that we've got uh, Kristen's coming up next. You're going to hear probably a lot of the same stuff as you heard with Bethany, you know, being that they shared the same bedroom for a while. But um, <laughs> there will be other things. Um, she has an interesting story as well. That's the biggest reason we're doing this is we want you guys to get to know who we are um, as real people. Like yeah. we're just real folks doing real stuff and uh, we decided to start this podcast so that we can talk to all of you out there and say hey real people can make a huge difference in the world and that's what we want to do we want to educate people like we talked about in our last episode we want the knowledge of this stuff is what's going to save you from the mind control and the propaganda and the narrative spinning that they do so gain as much knowledge as you can and that's our hope and desire is bringing that knowledge to you guys so the next episode that you're going to hear from us is going to be the second episode in our cia projects series that we're doing and it's going to be on mockingbird mockingbird and operation monarch yep yep operation mockingbird and operation monarch and if you think that they shut down that uh mk ultra project you're going to find out that it's still running today, and uh, it's just been rebranded a little bit. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Again, this is the That's So Fringy podcast. My name is Rick. I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And we are out of here. <laughs>